Okay, so I recorded this one, um, and honestly, I wasn't really in the mood to record it, and I was kind of sleepy, um, so I, I'm gonna re-record it again. I'm re-recording this outside. I think they're, like, mowing some grass, and it's kind of windy out here, but it's sunny, and I used to spend a lot of time, like, looking at nature and journaling when I was heartbroken, so I think it fits the proper vibe. I also went to the gym earlier today. Um, listen to some sad indie alt music and I think it's really just gotten me in the mood of, of reflecting um, <coughs> that last episode I still don't feel like I really hit like hit it out of the park with but um, you know like I said maybe one day I'll come back to that shit and figure it out but yeah this is um, late night uh, love letter 2 uh, episode 6 heartbreak um I think the biggest thing that I would want to get across about like going through heartbreak is like the feeling of being lost afterwards. Um, for me, like both my first and second love, I was very invested in them. Um, maybe too much so, like I didn't really have anything else really going on. I think there's a pug walking in my direction. Oh, it kind of is. Oh, never mind. It's... Oh, damn, it's going... Okay. But, yeah, and both times I didn't really have much going on. My first love was my first year of college, and it was a COVID year, so I didn't really make many friends, and I wasn't doing much. Um, my second love was my second year of college, and it was adjusting back to, like, being able to be social, but I still didn't really have much going on, not really, like, a solid friend group or anything like that. Um, and... After, you know, losing your love um, and that ending, I just felt so fucking lost. Um, I felt so empty. Didn't know what to do. I felt like, you know, part of like, I'd spent so much time like thinking about them all the time that not thinking about them was kind of weird to me. Um, and it was a thing that I'd have to gradually, you know, accept and, and change to do. Um, yeah, man, after, oh man, I don't want to hear, I don't want people to hear me talk about this, but there's a couple people around. Uh, I'll just act like I'm talking to my friend on the phone or something. But, um, after my, after I broke up with my second love, um, I failed three classes that quarter. And then, so that whole year, so my whole second year of college, I failed at least one class every quarter. Um, if that goes to show, like, how not with the shits I was, I was definitely not with the shits. Like, three, cla- three out of the four classes I took in my fall quarter, I fucking failed them. Um, in winter quarter, I definitely failed one, and I definitely got, like, really ass grades and like, the other ones. Uh, my spring quarter, which was... When things started to get well and I felt like I had solid friends and, you know, good things were going, I still failed the class, but I was still doing good. I was getting better. Um, but, yeah, I think one of the one of the other things that comes with, like, heartbreak and I realized is especially um, with my first love is that, like, um, since you're so vulnerable with them, and this is a problem that I have about being vulnerable. Um, it sucks, and I'm trying to learn to be better. 
um, since you're so vulnerable with them, like the things that they can say and the things that they can do can really hurt you. Um, and it's it it's difficult to like experience that for the first time. Like like I've only really like usually you know what words don't really hurt me most of the time. Um, I try to just reflect on it and think about it and stuff like that. except for like my mom like the shit my mom says even though like well it doesn't affect me as much anymore but before like you know she said she called me a monster and shit um and, you know that was something that hurt me that was something from someone that i was close to and like them saying that hurt me um and no one no one in my life besides like my mom and when my, when my brother would bully me could say things like that and would really like hurt me that much, you know, like as much as them. But um, being in love with someone, uh, basically now they have the ability to do that. They have the ability to say something that would really hurtful, and things like that were said, and it hurt me a lot. It it hurt me a lot because I was so. And, like, this is even months after, like, stop talking to them, stuff like that. something I cried about. Um, it hurt me to think that, like, someone that I loved and someone that, you know, loved me could ever even think of saying something that hurtful to me, you know. And with my mom, I, I, I already experienced that. But, like, that was my mom, and I couldn't really choose that. But this person I chose to, like, be a big part of my life, like, they chose to say like something that really hurt me. Um, that hurt a lot. It hurt a lot, and um, it, it's it's definitely maybe one of the reasons that I I uh, haven't been really vulnerable with someone again. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I a lot of the time will give people a saw like a false sense of vulnerability where I'll talk about things that maybe to other people thinks like they think that I'm being vulnerable with them but it actually is like something that doesn't bother me at all to talk about but they think it's more than and this isn't to say that like I do this with everything um I've definitely had talks with my friends where I'm definitely being vulnerable and telling them how I actually feel it just Sometimes I'm not actually being vulnerable, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, that that really hurt. It was something that fucked me up for a really long time. Um, I cried a lot. I remember, too, that, like, after that happened, I thought that maybe, like, no, I wanted to hook up with people and stuff like that nah that's that didn't help I think after my first hookup I went back to my dorm and cried for like a week straight I like held her Polaroid and like looked at it and I was like oh my god and it hurt a lot um it hurt a lot I would like look at the stuff she gave me fucking hurt I cried um so 
another detail um since my first year of college was a covid year um damn i'm saying um a lot i just noticed that since my first year of college was a covid year i lived in a double but i didn't share it with anyone so there's two beds in my room so you know she slept over like a couple times like really not that many times but I was so distraught over it that like I couldn't sleep in that bed anymore so I switched over to the other bed and that's where I slept for like the rest of the quarter because I just couldn't I couldn't take that shit man like it hurt me too much and I had to like flip the painting she got me I had to put the polaroids of her and me like face down in like another one of the other desks in my room I had to do a lot of things. I I would go to a parking lot, parking structure, to go and cry, um, and then skate down because it was very therapeutic to me. And I don't know about y'all, but I feel like I have like really impeccable memory. So one of the times I was there, I I went up, and then I realized I was like, oh my god, we hung out at this parking structure, like with a bunch of our friends. And then I was looking at the like looking at the parking lot and I swear I started like you know when like holograms show up? I started making holograms um like of the memory like I felt like I could see the memories in front of me. It was crazy. Uh if I've be, ever become like really good at film, I'd love to like make that happen. You know what I'm saying? Like there's definitely scenes like like the the um the Scrooge when he sees like the memories of shit, but he's not actually there. That's basically it. That's basically what I was seeing. Um, yeah, and I remember like going up there and bringing a Polaroid. <laughs> I remember going up there and bringing a Polaroid, looking at it and crying. Um, I remember going to the spot where we had like our last hug and sitting down there and crying. I remember a lot of crying. There's a shit ton of fucking crying there. Um, actually the fucking, the, the spot in the park I'm sitting in right now, I used to, I used to not be able to go here because like with my second level, I remember we hung out with a bunch of my, our, our friends here. We played volleyball and I used to fucking project those images and really fuck me up. Um, but like I said, next episode, I'm talking about letting go and letting go. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, there's a lot of crying with my, with my first love. There's a shit ton of crying. Um, pretty sure at some point i sat down in the shower and cried um so many times i cried and then going on further so that's like the initial breakup right i remember like like a little later on maybe like a couple months a month some shit like that i'm I'm still following her on stuff and this is a warning to y'all if you're going through a heartbreak uh unfollow them you really don't need like Having a reminder of them in any way is not going to help you, and it's only going to set you back. So rid yourself of those stimuli. Um, but I saw her, and I saw her hella happy, right? And I was like, damn, what the fuck? She's so happy without me. Like, I was kind of hurt, kind of upset, kind of sad. And then one night, I'm just thinking about her, journaling and shit. And then I start thinking about how I'm unhappy that she's happy without me. And then I start, I start breaking down because I'm like, fuck, I was told her 
I, I wanted the best for her even if it wasn't for me. And now look at me being salty and shit. This doesn't make any sense. Like, what am I doing? I remember that really hurting me. I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? Like, you said that you said all these things, like, that you wanted to be happy with or without you. And now look at you. Like, what the fuck? Like, were you just lying when you said those things to her? So that, that kind of checked me. That kind of put me into place. I was like, yeah, what the fuck am I doing? I shouldn't. I shouldn't do that shit. Um, yeah. And it sucked. It sucked for a really long time. But then I met my second love. Um, and again, want to reiterate, I should have gotten over my first love before I met my second love. That is my fault. I didn't go through the proper healing process and everything like that. Um, but I met her. And honestly... She definitely helped me get over it. Um, I think that's that's the high key why my healing process from my second love took longer. Because I didn't find anyone after. And also, second love is the most genuine love I've ever experienced in my life. But anyways, um, so yeah, I'm in my second love. I'm still heartbroken. Still stupid. Still an idiot. Um, and rem- uh, if you listen to the one previous... I said that, like, my second love said something to me, like, towards the end of our relationship that, like, is really heartbreaking to hear. And this is the thing that she said to me. She told me that, so I took a trip up to see her, right, after, like, we've been, we've been in our complicated thing for a while. And then after that trip, I realized that I liked her, like, Without a doubt, I didn't want to push it away anymore. I liked her. And I was, this is what I wanted. I wanted her and I knew that. And and, and then, so this is towards the end of our relationship. She tells me that after that trip, she realized that she had to get over me. So, it was too little too late for me. And this is the thing. I never told her that that after that trip, I, I knew I liked her. I should have. And she never told me until very later on that she knew she had to get over me after that. So, you know, without us knowing, you know, there's a upward going slope and then there's a downward going slope. And then we hit our crisscross. And then, you know, reverse. Um, and she told me that, like, she never. I never knew, I never knew how much she liked me, like ever, like she told me she didn't, she told me that I, that I didn't know how much, like how excited she was for me to come see her because she liked me that much. And then I think like the second night or some shit that we were, I was there, like she just went in her room and was like, I have to get over him and cried because I wasn't shit. Um, yeah, and hearing that is like, hearing that is really hard, um, of course you always wish that like, okay, maybe not always wish, sorry, let's, uh, let's retract that statement, let's not say always and shit like that, of course, like, when hearing that, and when hearing that, you're like, fuck, I wish I knew, you wanted me, I wish I knew. Um, you, you'd want to know that, but it just didn't work out that way. 
And so, <laughs> so <laughs> after that ends, right? So we have that conversation, and that's not when we break up. That I break up with her after that conversation, and other stuff happens. Um, I remember breaking up with her. I was like studying, like in one of the fucking libraries here. And breaking up with her, I started bawling my fucking eyes out. And like, I'm, I know this isn't just a me thing, but I'm super against like crying in public. Like, I fucking hate that. But I was so, so, I was so in so much fucking pain and sadness that I just bawled my eyes out, like low key just sitting there. And then I kept crying, and then I was like, fuck, I should clean myself up in the bathroom. But, like, I was crying as I walked to the bathroom. Um, and definitely with my second one, like, I've had, like, ooh, bitch, it's cold. Hold up. I've had, um, oh, my God. Hold up. Let me put my jacket back on. Got the cat beanie on. I thought that would be enough. The sun was shining on me. But I was wrong. Um, I've had some very, like, I was going to say explicit, but I don't know if explicit is the correct word. Like, very, uh, theatrical cries with my second love. Um, which I, I think for my first love is pretty theatrical, too. You're, like, looking at a picture and, like, going to the spot where you had your last, like, like that, that's pretty theatrical. But, like, as you can see already, I, like, very openly cried in public. Um, and this isn't the only time. So, another time... Um, coming back from the gym. So I have this other thing too where I don't like to cry in my apartment. One, because I don't want my roommates to hear me. And two, because it's like, you know, this is supposed to be a space where I feel comfortable and I don't know if I want to like bring my fucking sadness into it. So, damn, this person's like hella walking close. I'm going to low-key stop talking. But yeah, like I don't I don't wanna fucking cry in there. So <laughs> So imagine there's like a hallway before my my like my apartment's in like a corner and there's the like turn and there's a hallway. Um one time I just I put my board down and I was already crying and I just slid down the wall, sat on my board like I slid down the wall and cried. Like, you know when people say that they do that, it was like a joke. I actually did it. Um, and just cried there for a little bit um, till I could go in and my roommate was like in the kitchen so I was like oh it's so bad and then I had already cleaned myself up by then um, there's this other time oh my god the staircase going up to my apartment I cried there like four times it was to the point where like just walking into that staircase like I felt like crying and I would just sit on the stairs and hope no one would come I cut one of my cries short because I heard someone, like, coming into the staircase. I was like, fuck, no, they're not seeing me. Um, I remember, oh, my God, this was a fire one. So I remember when I saw powerlifting, I failed my attempt for 365 squat, and I already felt like crying that day. So then I go to the top of the fucking gym parking structure, right? So And, like, the gym is still pretty active. But it's the top of the parking structure. There's not really that many people there. 
but I, I sit down and I'm like, oh man, I'm so fucking sad. And then I don't know why, but I realized that like live videos had sound and you just had to turn the ringer on. So at this point, see, I hadn't gotten rid of all the pictures yet. Uh, I just wouldn't look at them. But I went to one of her, one of the pictures. It was like of us on FaceTime where you take, you know, where you take a picture. You know what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Um, but I, <laughs> well, my ringer was on. So then I clicked the picture, you know, and, and heard her laugh. And I fucking started bawling my eyes out. And like... And this, I actually mean, like, bawling, like, like, um, sobbing. I mean sobbing. Like, I was, like, <laughs> like, I was making that noise, like, loud, like, pretty audibly loud. And I was, like, stomping my feet, and I was, like, patting my head, but kind of hard, but not hitting it, if you get what I'm saying. Like, saying I'm, d- like, I would hit my head and be, like, oh, I'm dumb. But not hard, like, not hard. Like, it was, like, a pat, but slightly harder than that. Um, and I, I just... And it was loud. Like, I was crying loud, like, audibly. Like, people, I felt like people could hear me. And it was high-key embarrassing. But I didn't care because I felt like getting that shit out of me. Um, yeah, it really hurt. And then I go through a cycle, you know. Not a cycle. Why did I say cycle? Then then I think I kind of get over it and I kind of have a crush on this girl and we kind of talk. And then, then it doesn't work out. And then I realize, like, I fucking, I miss her and genuine love. I want that again. Like, this wasn't even close. See, comparison, you shouldn't compare because comparison is thief of joy. You shouldn't fucking be comparing shit. But I did. And that was, like, spring. And then into summer when I had nothing to do, she was like literally the only like, I I thought about her all the time and it was fucking eating me up inside. Um, And then like fucking, what was it? Glimpse of Us, Beatopia and Gemini Rights. Like I listened to them, all of them. Glimpse of Us obviously made me sad. I learned how to play that in piano. And low key I learned how to play that piano because she was good at piano and she taught me how to play piano. So it felt like I was connected to her. See, this is, when you're heartbroken, you do like we you do weird shit like that. Like that doesn't even make any sense. Like I mean, I guess it kind of does make sense, right? Because that was a connection at some point, and it reminded me of her. But like at the same time, like what are you doing, bro? Like, well, I also wanted to learn how to play piano. But it's whatever. Yeah, I learned how to play piano. And then, you know, fucking bad habit made me cry. <laughs> bad habit was, like, made me really sad. Because, like, I wish I knew you wanted me. Like, I wish I knew, like, how bad she wanted me. Like, I'd hella resonate with those lyrics. And, like, obviously a glimpse of us. Like, since I, I literally just lived that. Like, I thought I could see a glimpse of, like, my past relationship and this other girl. But it wasn't like that. Also, it wasn't like, it wasn't exactly like Glimpse of Us. Like, I definitely, we definitely ended on mutual terms. Um, but yeah, that shit. And then Beatopia hella fucked me up. Beatopia made me so fucking sad. I would just listen to Beatopia and just fucking cry. Um, go to the gym, listen to Beatopia, wake up, listen to Beatopia. But it was a really good album really good album i'm about to see her in like 
how many weeks? A couple weeks. I'm about to see BBW live. I'm really excited for that. Um, but yeah, music. It, it really sets the heart to break. Um, and with that transition, um, let's talk about. Well, okay, before that transition, when when I when the breakup was really fresh, I listened to Blonde <laughs> for the first time, like all the way through by by frankie frankie boy um and i did that because my friend told me may who is a huge frank ocean fan um she told me that like you should listen it you should listen to it like after a heartbreak and i did which was i feel like not the best decision because it it really did spiral me I listened to Blonde all day, every day, 24-7 at the gym, everywhere I went. Sometimes I'd listen to podcasts so I wouldn't feel alone because it felt like someone was talking to me. <laughs> See, I was really going through it. Um, but yeah, I listened to Blonde. Like I remember one time I was skating to the gym and then Good Guy started playing. And it just made me cry. Like, it made me start to cry so I had to sit down and cry before I went inside of the gym, which was crazy. Um, but yeah, his music definitely, his music definitely is amazing. And um, with that transition, um, let's let's have our special guests on, Dylan and Michael. Um, they're Frank Ocean lover five five four and five five six. Um, to talk about heartbreak and music, I'm probably gonna you're 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 probably gonna hear a hey what's up guys it's Dylan Michael yeah but I'll I'll see uh yeah but tra- transition to that part all right all right what's up y'all um we're we're here with Michael and Dylan go ahead and introduce yourself hi I'm Michael Gonzalez hello my name is Dylan Pasco and we are <laughs> Michael and Dylan. They didn't have to say their whole names, but they did. No, we um, okay, so what we're talking about now is music. Um, Michael and Dylan are really big music lovers that I know, particularly part particularly of Frank Ocean. And I was talking about how I listened to Blonde for the first time after I went through a heartbreak, and it really affected me. Um, and we're going to talk about that music and stuff like that. So if either of you wanted to start, you can go ahead. First of all, thank you, AJ, for putting us. Yeah, thank you. On this journey. We're on the street. You took us in. Yeah. We just watched Creep 3 together. That's where we came from. Yeah, I wish Alvin and the Chipmunks made a cameo. <laughs> Anyways. Alright, so Heartbreak with music. Where do we want to start? There's so much to dive into, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I what I talked about before, I, so for me, like, I think every song in Blonde I've cried to, like every single one. And then really? one experience that I remember very vividly was Good Guy. Like, honestly, I wouldn't even say Good Guy is even that much of like a, a song to cry to. Like interview, yeah, yeah. And I, but I remember like um, I was skating to the gym and then I was listening to Good Guy and I started like crying and I had to sit down and like cry before I went into the gym. It was straight up just the piano and the music. Yeah, yeah. And so- then. 
Honestly, like, do you remember what the lyrics of that song are? Because I don't really. Good guy. Guy. I think, okay, yeah, I think that's what was fucking me up. Because I was like, fuck, like, I wasn't a good guy. And, like, that made me cry. Like, that that's the thing that hurt me so much. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't a good guy, and that made me cry. And I'm gonna be real. Whenever I think of that song, I always think of the very last part of that song because it transitions into nights. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and (laughs) the last part of that song is like, "Ah, Jasmine, done fucking broke my heart. (laughs) Yeah, and then it goes, yeah, yeah. So like that's what I'm saying. Like it wasn't even really a song to cry about. I think I even list. I okay, you know, I didn't cry to like Facebook story. Okay, I didn't cry to that song. Yeah, or. Be yourself. Yeah, I didn't cry to be yourself. You're saying you remember, or not necessarily you remember where and when you were, but you remember crying to like pretty much every song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like good guy reprisal or solo reprisal. That song made me cry. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. There were like, dude. And then when I was in Hawaii, bro, I still listen to. What's the longest amount of time you've like listened to Blonde like consecutively? Like, I remember after my second breakup, like, I listened to Blonde for, like, weeks. Like, that was the only thing I'd listen to, like, all the time. Okay, like, the album in and of itself. In itself. Like, I'd go through, like, every single song, like, over and over again just to listen to it. Even to this day, or, like, two summers ago. I want to say two summers ago. um, And, like, my senior year of high school. I shit you guys not. I listened to Blonde every night before I went to sleep. And it was perfect because I have a sleep timer. Or Spotify has a sleep timer. <sighs> okay, so our our mics cut out because we didn't have enough space on the computer. Because um, I'm using the mics again because we figured it out. But anyways, Michael, go ahead. Go ahead. What you're saying? So I was saying that um, every night my senior year and like leading into my um, freshman year of college, I'd always I, I'd play blonde like every night before I went to sleep. And it's perfect. It's an hour long, and Spotify has a sleep timer that's one hour, so it'd be perfect because I'd listen to the the entire album before I go to sleep. Um, but honestly, to me, Blonde has just been one of those like timeless classic albums. Like I listen to that. I I listen to that like every day of my life, and I think Dylan can agree. We listen to Blonde like every day, every day. of our lives, <laughs> like ever since it came out, or ever, ever since we discovered it at least. Yeah. I can definitely agree. In regards to, you know, listening to a certain song for a certain amount of time and the album, like, in a, in its whole self, um, but a song particularly for me would be Self-Control. Um, I listened to it the moment I broke up with my, like, one of my recent relationships, and I literally started bawling my eyes out, like, the moment I drove off, and I, it was like, okay, so, like, we were done. It was, like, literal, like, heartbreak, like, in one song like the first line hit and then this the verse and then nah it's just it's a tough feeling because it's like i would listen to it just because it was a good song like unironically right and then i accidentally like quote unquote accidentally put it on after the breakup but i think it was me like purposefully yeah purposefully playing it and wanting to feel something even though i knew i was already feeling something but it just when i started listening to it it like it hit in no no other way that I ever had before, and that's why like I'll remember that like how I felt. I won't necessarily associate it with that person, which is a good thing, obviously. But mm. I'll associate kind of like what you said. Like you can associate songs with how you're feeling and like a time that you were at, like when you first listened listened to it, or like when you were heavily listening to it. So definitely that for me. 
I think that's definitely like a a point for me. Like, I feel like sometimes, like definitely, like earlier in my life when I, and sometimes when I just feel like I can't really explore the emotions that I want to explore, I feel like if I listen to the right songs, they give me like the ability to do that. Like I felt like I wanted to like feel like that hurt and everything that. I, like I knew inside of me that I felt like after the breakup and like blonde was the perfect outlet for that all to like come out of me and then I don't know about y'all because I, I know you're saying that like you could like listen to it like all the time um, for me personally I don't really like revisit blonde um, that much like I think the songs are really good but I think emotionally like it's impacted me enough to where I can't really do it but I, I say that like about a bunch of other music before too and it, it feels kind of good to, like, go back and, like, be able to listen to it. Because for a while, like, I couldn't listen to, like, La La Land music. Because, like... Feel you on that. Yeah, because, like, I don't know. That Hella shit, feel you on that. <laughs> that shit, like, it's really good music. And um, it held, like, a special place for me and, like, one of the people that I love. So, like, hearing that music would just, like, make me the... How did it go? The, the, the piano... I couldn't listen to that shit. I couldn't. I couldn't talk about that movie. I couldn't do like a lot of things because it would like bring up emotions within me. Um, and it's, it, it it sucked. I remember um in the summer when what was it Bad Habit? <laughs> Bad Habit made me cry. <laughs> no I, real shit. I cried yeah. to Bad Habit a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, no, like I I remember the first time I heard Bad Habit. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this shit's sad. Yeah. As fuck. Yeah, and it it's funny to see it now because it's it's you know it's so like popular and like so played yeah and like people sing now. to it so much yeah. yeah it's kind of like a meme you now. can't surprise the gemini dude but yeah i i talked about this earlier like the i wish i knew you wanted me yes part, like, really hurt me like it's something that made me really fucking sad like i was like yeah i, I fucking wish that i knew that she wanted me like that bad yeah. it's pretty crazy you know going into that um i watch a lot of interviews like in my free time like for any artist for anything i watch a fuck ton of interviews and in, in an interview with Steve Lacey about that song how he made that song how he wrote it is he was like oh you know what this is something everyone can relate to the really? I wish I knew yeah he was like he's like a lot of people can relate to this and going going like into back to Frank Ocean going back to all to what Dylan was saying about self-control mm-hmm. right I think it's crazy how an artist can write a song and it can be obviously the artist is portraying themselves and how they feel through that song through the lyrics all that, but somebody can interpret them differently. And that's how I feel like I relate to self-control. I remember you saying, you were saying earlier, AJ, about Blonde was an outlet for you to understand your emotions. You wanted to feel hurt, right? Mm. So then Blonde was a way you can, you know, articulate that feeling, really express that. For me, like, like I can't relate to I'll be the boyfriend in your wet dream. Hell no. Nah. Like, I can't fucking relate <laughs> to that. But, but what I can relate to is, is like the, um, Keep a place for me, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'll stick between y'all. It's nothing, you know. Like he, he might have been in like an actual like relationship, you know. He, he definitely wasn't like an actual relationship. Mm-hmm. Dylan, yeah. like you were too. Mm-hmm. I was. I've never been in a relationship before, but I felt that heavily. Mm-hmm. Like I can, even though I couldn't relate to the artist personally, I made it so that I could relate. Yeah. Or like I didn't even. It, it didn't feel forced. It felt natural. Mm-hmm. Hearing those lyrics, like the music. Spoke, spoke to, to you, you. Yeah. exactly. That's the beautiful 
beautiful thing about music because mm-hmm. you can it can help you fantasize about you know things that you've never been through but yeah it can also like bring you back to things that you've been through and they can make you feel some type of way that's why like music is so you know everyone loves music like mm-hmm. i feel like everyone can say that they love yeah. music no matter what it is music is something that's relatable to people so i guess that just ties it all into like how I get what you're saying. No, yeah, I, I think I think what you're trying to say is like music is a language everyone understands. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was trying. Yeah, to say. Like, yeah, people people who don't even understand the same language can communicate through music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, can, that's the that's what you were saying. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. They can get through the emotion. Yeah, like uh, how many people like listen to like K-pop or like music in different languages? Yeah. like they they don't have to understand it to like really like to enjoy it. the music. Yeah. And I think another thing that I want to talk about is that like. Bro, like, they'll, it's crazy, like, the effect that Blonde has. Like, there's truly never been, like, another Blonde, like, and it's it's insane because how old is Blonde? How old is that? 2016. 2016. So, so seven, seven yeah. years. Seven years at this point, and then, like, people, like, of all ages of, like, every year from since it came out to now have, like, been able to connect to it. Like, it feels so, like, universal, like, the feelings that he portrays and like he gets across to the people listening to it, it always hits and it's always something that people are gonna understand. Cause like when it came out, like my sister and brother were in like what high school or some shit, and they were they were understanding it. And then like I finally listened to it in like my second year of college, and I it hit me so hard. So it's crazy to see like how music be affecting people like throughout, however long. And I like, I'm pretty sure like. From years on after, like, Blonde will still be, like, an album that people talk about and, like, people listen to and it affects them and they remember when they listen to it. And I think it ages so well because he doesn't, like, Frank doesn't release music that often. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That's still one of his most recent works. Mm-hmm. It is. It's his most recent studio album. So the fact that it's been sitting, like, we've all been sitting on it for seven years now, mm-hmm. like, it only gets better. Yeah. Like, people sat, yeah, like, people resonate with it because because of, like, that was the last thing that he, you know, he Yeah, released. most definitely. Yeah. Like, it's the only option. But, yeah. like, you'll see, like, I don't know if you've ever watched those YouTubers where it's, like, they have their dad that's, like, a... Yeah, like, turntables. Yeah, 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 they have their, yeah, their, their, what is his dad, like, a music professional? He produced music in his... Yeah, yeah. but he'll, his son will have him listen to, like... Oh, yeah, I, see, I saw those. To albums, like, albums, like, of our time, I guess you would say. Anything. Yeah, and then he reacted to Blonde, and he said how beautiful of like an album it was, and it was amazing. He was yeah. like with self control because there's no drums in self control. Right? Yeah, there's oh yeah, I so remember that. He was, he was analyzing yeah. like wow, like no drums, nothing, no kick drum, like, and he was saying how beautiful it made the song feel, and he said he like he credited like Frank for that because it was mm-hmm. so different, but it made it more emotional that way. I feel like. Yeah. You know what I heard in a in an analysis about Blonde is somebody somebody described it perfectly and that mm. they said these exact I think like these exact words if I quote somebody said Blo- listening to Blonde is like reading into somebody having a deep dive into somebody's personal diary. It's so raw. It's yeah, so it's very honest. personal. It's so personal. That's why I feel like so many people can relate to it because of how personal it is. It doesn't feel like you know it doesn't feel like a song. I, and I think anyone can say this. I don't know, like, personal or like, I personally I listen to Blonde like like every fucking day. Mm. Like I li- I play that shit. Same. No, but like, if you listen to Blonde, like, w- like how many songs are you playing in the car? 
You know what I mean? Like playing yeah. on odds. Yeah. To because that. I'm like playing. Well, people. these are the songs I'm playing. I'm playing Facebook Story. But like the songs I'm playing. But like you know what I mean? Like it's very personal. It's not something like that you bump in the car. Maybe like Nights or Pink and White. But like, it's a very personal album. It feels so. You know, it feels like he's speaking to you. It really does. It feels like everything that he's saying in his music, people can find something to relate to. And I, you know, this morning I was um, listening to a podcast with Rick Rubin and Tyler, the creator, talking about Igor, mm-hmm. which is another Heartbreak album. I think one of the best Heartbreak albums of, like, our generation. I forget that it's a Heartbreak album. Yeah. He, Tyler was saying, like, there's, that album is full of, full of little pockets where people are like, oh, that's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. But then it only happens for like five, for like 10 seconds. Yeah. And then right after that, somebody else could be like, oh, that's my favorite part. And that's how I feel about Blonde. Mm-hmm. Everyone has their different, different favorite personal, like, oh, this is my favorite lyric. Yeah. Oh, this, this is yeah, my this favorite, favorite part. Second, this is my yeah. favorite song for different reasons. Bro, my favorite, low key, my favorite one, mm-hmm. Solo Reprise, where he's like, I'm solo. You can see under the skirt of Ant. I think that's just a fire line. See, there you go. Like, yeah. like, And I just like the way he you. delivers it. You know, that's. Yeah. I like that. I like that part of the song a lot. I think it's super dope. Yeah. Yeah. And like every day, like I, I remember uh, when me and Dylan were like first becoming friends, when we mm. got closer, we would tell each other like, oh, like this is my new, like we had a different favorite Frank Ocean song, like uh-huh. literally every week. Yeah. We would talk about that. We'd be like. I'd be like, oh, I got what like... What you on right now? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, Skyline 2 hitting this week. Like, <laughs> it was just crazy. Like, That's funny. There's something... I go back to Blonde, even though I listen to that every single... Even though I listen to Blonde every day, mm. I come back to it every single day and find something new. That's crazy. Yeah. That's little, crazy. It made me appreciate Close to You. Every time that song would come on in the album, I'd just be like, okay, this song again. But, you know, it's cool. It's just an interlude. But now, ever since he said... Like he told me like a couple months ago, like close to you is in his top three or five of the album, and I'm like, oh really? I was like, that's pretty de- debatable. Then ever since then, I started listening to it. Literally the other day, I started learning it on piano and listening to the lyrics. There's not many lyrics, but and just knowing where that sample at the end comes from. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Close to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Like on the talk box, that's insane. Like that Frank like took that out and put it at the end of that song. Like. That's just so good. It makes me appreciate that song, like on a production level and just you know how it sounds. It's so raw too. Like, yes, bro. It's just so good. D- see, okay, see, like, notice how Dylan was like, oh, like the production level, the sound. He noticed, like, he that's what he picked up on. That's what mm-hmm. he liked. Me, like, for me though, like, what I picked up on close to you, is whenever I think of that song, I immediately think of the lyrics. I'll be honest, I wasn't devastated, but you couldn't. I watched an analyzing video about that. We hit that. I watched an analysis video about that recently, but I forgot what it said, so I don't even know why I brought that up. (laughs) No, but yeah, I mean, like, I see this is why I brought y'all on. It's it's to talk about Frank Ocean and the appreciation that we have for him. Because, I mean, I doubt that man will ever know. I mean, I I'm assuming he sees how many people talk about him. Oh, for sure. So maybe sure. he does know the impact that he has, but like, he millions of people, yeah, bro. it's crazy. He had that impact on like 
three random people. Yeah. Like, and it's so like huge just for the three of us, and there's yeah. millions of other people. Yeah. The same way. Yeah. Frank is listening to this right now. Frank, yeah. really? So you think so? You're so bad. Frank. He's a thoughty tutor. Thoughty tutor. Thoughty Yeah, thoughty tutors. Yeah. Nah, but I don't know. And then not to divert the conversation away from Frank Ocean, but um. I mean, this could still be directly talking about Frank Ocean, but is there like an artist that y'all associate with someone um, for reasons of like heartbreak or like sadness in any way? Like any like any artist, like you associate listening to them with a person in your life and it makes you sad. The weekend. Okay, okay. The weekend. I was gonna say Rex Orange County. Really? Most definitely. Do you want to go first? Can go. That's all I really have to say. The, <laughs> the weekend. weekend. Is there a way? Is give there an expl- yeah, explanation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give, give a reason. Of, like, you don't have to get like really personal. Yeah. You can make it. You can make it vague. So this is better than Michael was after yeah, me, yeah. but okay. Like they were just so into the weekend, and like I never thought of the weekend as like you know he was like that sad. Uh-huh. Like he made sad lyrics and stuff, but then I started listening. And I'm like, okay, he has some sad songs. Scared to live. If you guys know that song. Yeah. That song. So that album. Uh, I forgot what what it's called. Like that whole album, I'll just look at it on my liked playlist or whatever, and I'll just like the album cover. Yeah, the album cover. Like, and then and then it's any album cover of the weekend Mm -hmm. now. I'll just like associate associate it, and I'm just like, nah, like I can't like the weekend for how good he is. Like, I'm always gonna associate the weekend. Damn. And yeah, it's not just that album, but it's specifically that album that that song is on, and then you know the weekend too, but. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah, I like that. For me, okay, yeah, I can, I can hella relate to you. Personally, mine is Rex Orange County. Uh huh. Um, I won't get too personal about it. You don't like, but like, there was this one girl, and we both really liked. Like, our music tastes were like not that similar. Like, she didn't even listen to Steve Lacey or Frank Ocean (laughs) or like Tyler, like anything like that at all. But no, but she, we both really enjoyed Rex Orange County, and. Okay, I guess okay. you don't have to get that personal. You don't have to get that personal. But I feel like episode. it helps explain. Okay, I mean, if you're comfortable talking about right, it, you know, you yeah, because she's never gonna see this. But <laughs> um, so she, so I have a Rex Orange County varsity jacket. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, this is where you're going and with it. So okay. She was going to a Rex Orange County concert, and she asked me if she could borrow it. And I was like, it's yeah, a fire jacket. And then like I, you know, I was like texting her like how the concert was like while we were still like. We're just friends. We're friends. I, I don't. I don't want to ever say we were talking, but um, yeah. And she was like, "Oh my god, yeah." I cried during Pluto Projector. Oh, that's a fire song. And okay, Nero, but like it didn't. I was like, "Oh yeah, like of course you would cry during that song," because like anyone would cry during that song. Uh-huh. But then I could you sing to it for me? Why. Could you sing it for me one more time? Um, how does how does how does the it go? Great Protector. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, but like, yeah. anyways. You hit that hoe. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, um, I so based AJ and you know this. I feel like I'm getting way too personal, but you know I'll just say like, <laughs> you don't have like, to. You could stop right now if you no, wanted no, no, to. Cool, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. Um, like when I started talking to her, she just broke up with her boyfriend. Yeah. And then I was like, and like it was until after that we stopped talking that I was like. Oh, so that's why that song oh, hit oh, hard for you. I just put in that your together. Jacket. Oh, in your jacket. jacket. No, yeah, so I, like, I was like, damn, like, yeah. I'm stupid. I'd be relating to that, but, like, in concert, when you hear it, bro, 
some emotions are gonna come up, you know. Mm-hmm. I that's I feel like that's what we're talking about, bro. Music it's definitely like a medium for you to feel things, and then hearing it live, oh that's just probably amplified to oh like the tenth degree. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But did you get your jacket back though? Dude, I I really like the Rex song. Um, it's not the same anymore. Uh-huh. It's it's not the same anymore, yeah, yeah, bro. So that song, like, I remember, um, dude, like, my my first love put me on to that song. And then I was like, why is she, like, putting me on to this song? This is, like, hella sus. I was like, I was like. Did she relate to it? Like, no, because, like, be- like, while the beginning of the song was playing, I was like, what the fuck? I was like, <laughs> why, why did she suggest I listen to this song? Yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Right, and then as it kept going, I was like, "Oh, okay, so it's like a happy ending of a song." I was like, "Oh, this is cool." But yeah, at the beginning, I was like, "Damn, what the fuck? What, what are you trying to say?" I was like, well, "What's going on here?" But it's a cute song in the end. And then for my artist that I couldn't listen to, or like, yeah. I would associate with a person, it it's Biba Doobie, and yeah, it, it, it 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 was Biba Doobie, and I'm I'm glad to say that I'm letting go of it now, but it's only because like. She put me on to Biba Doobie, and then if you listen to a lot of Biba Doobie songs, like, that shit is sad. Like, it's a lot about, like, not, like... That's an understatement. It's a, it's a lot about, like, not being over people and, like, the, like, pure, like, genuine love that you had with someone and that's gone. And then I remember um, in the summer when I, when I listened to Beatopia, um, I knew that she put me on... And then I remember one time we were on Discord and she played a song. So then I went to Discord. I don't know why I did this. I went to Discord and I, I looked for the song. I was like, I was like, oh, let me like look and like through my Discord. And then I saw like the song that she put on. And I listened to that song and I was like, fuck. I was like, was she trying to say something to me with this song or what, bro? But yeah, it was Bibi Doobie. But like, I'm I'm at the point now where like I don't really think about her when I listen to her. Um, and I just really like her music. I, so. Yeah, I feel that way about Rex now. Yeah, I don't know about you and the weekend villain, but <laughs> no, the weekend is forever stained. Really? Really? Damn. Oh yeah. See, for me, like I got over it because I think what also helped is the the accusations that he. Went oh through. yeah, that he was. Yeah. And then yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, yeah, nobody was listening to him. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't even listening to him. And then when he got cleared, I was like, uh, I might turn on like Corduroy Dreams or something. And then yeah. like, it, now I can listen to his music. Fine. Yeah. I just realized the reason why the weekend is that way for me is because. I got that personal weekend shirt. Oh. That's why. Damn. Materialistic items. For real. Dude. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It used to, Loki used to be me for Giveon because my first love was a super big Giveon fan. And, you know, he'd be making sad music. But now I'd be listening to Giveon. I'm like, Giveon, all right. <laughs> <laughs> But like his first album was really good, Dylan. I know, I know, <laughs> I know you want to defend Giveon. Yeah, we're dick riders. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. He's his first album is really good. It's really good. His and first album was really fucking good. His second album not nearly as good, nope. but his first album is really fucking good. Let I'm a, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna be real, but we we should move on after this. Okay. You're gonna. I'm gonna make a statement. Oh my god. And it's gonna be controversial. <laughs> Giveon. Mid. That's crazy. Okay, I thought you were going to say ass. Yeah, no, I thought no, I no. thought you were going to say ass, too. No, I thought you were going to say mid ass. Mid is, like, it's okay. Like, he's still just barely, like, in, during quarantine, that's when he, like, yeah. popped off, I guess. But, bro, I, I, has but definitely good. has good songs. You can't deny that. No, I think he has a really good voice. He has really good songs. Okay. Which is not for me, personally. So, okay. Mid. 
And anyways, yeah, and that's that's your opinion. opinion. That's my opinion. Anyway, I want you to know he still said he had really good songs. So yeah, yeah, like um. Yo, <laughs> that's a, yo, yo, that's oh my god, that's recorded. That silence was real. That's that's recorded. That's recorded. I was gonna say like heartbreak anniversary, but like oh no, but you didn't. No, no, no. Didn't the beach. It, I really like the beach. Oh, I like the beach. That song is really good. Song. Um, this ain't love. That one's really good too. Favorite mistake. Favorite mistake. Oh my god, dude! I used to. Oh my Unholy matrimony. That's the one okay, I was can thinking. Can we stop of. talking about I don't like. It. Bro. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. It, he has good music sometimes, though. Not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah. No, he has good music. Yeah. yeah. But um. But yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I'm over it. Like I can listen to Give You On now if I would choose to. And Beaver Doobie. And Beaver Doobie. And Beaver Doobie, I choose to listen to it a lot. I'm seeing concert pretty soon. So. Do you think that has to do with because she's released a ton of new stuff since then? Because I feel like that has a lot to do with it. That's why, like, you know, it'd be hard to move on from listening to Frank because he doesn't release often. Like, if a, his if Blonde made you think of someone mm. when he played, like, it'd be hard. Oh, oh, because he's dropping left and right. And, yeah, like, I want to listen to his yeah, music. To and I have no other option than to listen to the album that I connect. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah, I think definitely... Um, that, that has to do with it because, like, and also it's the fact that, like, I didn't really get into listening to Biba Doobie until, like, last summer when Beatopia came out. I only knew a couple songs from when, like, she put me on, but I didn't, like, listen to her that much. So I didn't make, like, that, that solid connection of, like, her and Biba Doobie, but I would still think about her because, yeah. But I, I don't know. I hope people think about, like, Pop Smoke when, like, they think about me. <laughs> Because I really like Pop Smoke. I think a lot of people, I think I, people, um, Dylan, you told me this. Hey, mm. you told me this too. Yeah. People here, I thought she wanted to dance by Tyler the Creator. Yeah. yeah. People immediately think of this. Yeah. I like that though. So this is a, yeah. It's a happy Dude, song. there is this quote that's like, um, to be, to be loved is to be known. Like, to like, is like to know like your favorite food or like to know how you eat your food or like oh, to yeah. know your favorite song. So you're loved. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I I don't think there's any artist now that like I avoid listening to. But yeah, definitely in the time like, unless like I'm in a very self destructive mood, I will very much like avoid. There's there's not any like crazy artist like I'm like I can't fucking listen to this or this thing fucks me up. But to get myself into the mood to talk about this today, I did listen to some sad music. And I listened to this a little bit Mac DeMarco. 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 <laughs> Mac DeMarco. Love Mac. Mac DeMarco, some Love Viva Doobie. Yeah. Pretty gas. Some alternative al alternative indie music. Mm -hmm. Maybe Frank. Give me on. Yeah. No, stop. <laughs> stop. We're not. Back to Give on. He's gas. Wait, did you want to talk about like like, like lyrics? Yeah, let's get into Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Keep me on track. Of... I've been waiting. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, I forgot. I didn't introduce uh okay so like lyrics that like hurt us like specific lyrics yeah specific oh, lyrics yeah. okay i mean we kind of talked about it earlier <laughs> We <could've done... laughs> sorry dylan had to get his phone i think he's gonna look at lyrics um yeah. uh like lyrics that specifically hurt us so um sure. one of one of the my one of the ones i said earlier was uh, what were you saying in the the other part of good guy you said that probably oh, made oh, me yeah. cry uh, it is, uh, they, wait. Let me like retry that real quick. Um, 
no, you don't leave me right Yes, now. this this the, the whole segment thing. It's just late night out. Yeah, that. She fucking broke my heart. Not the last part he said, but that really fucked me up. Um, fuck. Uh, I'm blanking, bro. I couldn't really think. Okay, you know what? Both of you have it on your phone, so let me. Michael, you can go. Okay, so, um, for those listening right now, kind of crazy. Okay, because I would for the longest time I'd always say "Self Control" is my favorite Frank Ocean song because mm-hmm. it has the most emotional like attachment uh, to. Mm-hmm. But as of recently, I think I started to accept and like realize and understand that Nike's is actually mm, my favorite Frank Ocean song. song. And I think like it's a fact, it's a factual statement that Nike's is because if you look at my Spotify like statistics, mm-hmm. Nike's is the number one song of all time that I've listened to, which I didn't even realize. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Like I I listened to that song so much, but I didn't ever think like that would be the number one song of all time for me. But there's a cer- there's a certain lyric that every time I hear it, I like when I'm down in the fucking trenches, mm-hmm. every time I hear these lyrics, it it like the music touches me. And it's um it's at the very end of the song when he says, I may be younger, but I'll look after you. We're not in love, but I'll make love to you. When you're not here, I'll save some for you. And then th- this this part, this next part is the most like gut like wrenching lyrics. He says, I'm not him, but I'll mean something to you. Oh, that's a bar. And then he just repeats it, like I'll uh-huh. mean something to you. Mm-hmm. He's, he repeats it twice, and every time I hear that, I'm not him, but I'll mean something to you. Like, well, I'm not gonna do a beat for a second. Like, I've never been in a relationship before. Uh-huh. I've always felt like I've, I've had the crushes, but I was never the crush. Mm-hmm. I've never been somebody's crush. Like, okay, maybe, and maybe you know, you're, you're looking at me like with that face, but I, like, I've just never, for me, like I've never felt like somebody has mm-hmm. had the same feeling for me, like mutual feelings for me. And so whenever I hear that, like, I'm not him, but I'll mean something to you. Like, that sounds so desperate, but that's yeah. truly how, you know, it does feel sometimes. Yeah. I want somebody so bad. Like, I'm, I may not be the person that you want, but I'm, I can mean something to you. That shit just hurts. Dude, and I think um, I, I posted one of those, like, me explaining, like, Frank Ocean, but, like, one of those TikToks where, like, it explains, like, so many, like, of the way he's feeling about, like, stuff like that, where it's, like, yeah, maybe, like, it didn't work out, but he's okay with that, and he's glad that, like, he has this impact on their life and that he's been in their life, and, like, that's just what it is, and, like, that's what he's accepted, and I think that's pretty dope. It's a good way of, like, thinking about, like, of acknowledging the impact of people and, like, how you affected people, but not being obsessive over remaining in their lives in some sort of way, you know? Elliot, did you have a Your lyric? lyric? Yes, I had a lyric. Also off blonde. Okay. Surprise. <laughs> um, but. Not get you off? 2.30. 2.30, oh, baby. Oh, oh, oh. What would you mean by the beach? Dude. All right. Um, on, on the drink. When he's a feature on Drake. <laughs> like, not exactly. Even, that's not even, not even his own album. Hey, but I like that song. Anyway, go ahead. That's good. Um, so. Ivy. It's on Ivy. Um, towards the end. When he says, 
for the last time. Um, in the halls of your hotel, arm around your shoulder so I could tell. How much I meant to you, meant it sincere back then. We had time to kill back then. You ain't a kid no more. We'll never be those kids again. Oh my god! Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh wait, 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 wait. What's the song where what's the song where he talks about how they grew up on different values and he wishes that they grew up? I'm saying that by self-control. Okay, self-control. That too. Okay. Which we grew up on the same. Yes. I watched an analysis video. And our time was right. Yes. I watched an analysis video about that. Talking about how like they just wished like the the truly heartbreaking thing about it is that they're just like different people. And they wish that they were like they grew up on the same values or their time was right. So that they would. So it so would that their work. Ideals would align. Exactly. Yeah. So yes. it would work out because nothing is wrong with them. They're just they just have different values. Yeah. Anyways, go ahead, bro. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I like my that because that was yeah. probably like my number one lyric. Like, right. Yeah, night. dude. Because like, I didn't night. like sometimes like listening to the songs. I don't really like listen to the lyrics, but like the emotion still gets through. But like knowing what they mean by what they say like affects it so much more. Like obviously it would, but. Yeah, it's a crazy thing. Sorry, go ahead. No, perfect. Thank you. Um, so I started from in the halls of your hotel because that mm -hmm. reminds me of how I met this girl that I um, uh, associate this song to. Mm -hmm. That was perfect. Um, yeah. <laughs> in the halls of your hotel, hotel, arm around your shoulder so I could tell. Mm -hmm. But the rest of this this like portion of the lyrics doesn't really, like, it's all up for interpretation. It's like my interpretation of it now. It's like how much, it's like so I could tell how much I meant to you. Meant and sincere back then. We had time to kill back then. You ain't a kid no more. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, I have been able to tell this person how much I love them. But if this is like kind of an al alternate universe kind of thing, it's like I'm imagining me in the halls of your hotel if I wasn't able to tell you how much I love you. Mm. This is what it's saying. Like, wish I could tell you how much I meant to you and how much I meant it back then. And we're not kids anymore, so... It's never gonna be the same. But luckily, like I you were able to. Yeah, I was able to. Sure, like as we get older, we're we're never gonna be those kids again, like he's mm -hmm. saying. And God, that that's such always, a good yeah, part of the song. Yeah, that that specific line, the "We'll never be those kids again." Mm -hmm. That shit always gets me. Yeah, always. it's fire. Always for me too. It's fire. Um, and yeah, just the whole song Ivy, but specifically those lyrics. Um, we could connect it back to self control though. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna yes. bring that up real quick. Yeah, bro. Let's see. It all comes back to self control. Yeah, it really does. I'll get into that after after you're finished. Wish I was there. Wish we'd grown up on the same advice. Yeah, time was right. Keep a place for me. God. For me. God. I'll sleep between y'all. It's nothing. Like, yeah. I'm gonna make the time for you, even if you're fucking some other dude or something. Yeah. Like, you know, it's crazy. Because I'll always love you, type beat. See, and that goes that goes all the way back into my favorite lyric. Like mm. Dylan, your favorite lyric relates to that. The keep up place for me, I'll sit between y'all, it's nothing. Goes even goes back to mine, the I'm not him, but I'll mm. mean something to you. Yeah. Like it's <gasps> it's that like just having some sort of part in their life. Yeah. Like even though you're not the one, like you're not him, but you're having a part in their life and that's the thing that they're holding on to. That's the thing that they care about having. Which is crazy. That was beautifully said, AJ. Thanks, man. That was beautifully said. Thanks, I like man. literally like I could not have said it any better. Yes. It's literally just me. I just want to be in your life. Yeah. And I think that's definitely like when it when it comes to that point, like you really you're either obsessed with them or like you love them. Like, which, you know, I feel like is like two sides of the same coin. Like it's obsession and like being in love with someone like are could be very close to each other in feeling. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah, bro. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just forgot about those lyrics. But thanks for because I really didn't have one, to be honest. 
I I don't know if you've ever listened to um the song. You know that song where it's like she was nineteen, big idea, no nose ring. You know the song? No. Well, that only lyric. That's the only lyric of the song that I was relating to because she was nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say she had a fake idea because that would be illegal. But she had a nose ring, so I was like, I always thought of it. And then the rest of the song is like, oh, those types of girls seem to know things. And like, I felt like my second love was like, was so on top of it. And she knew so much stuff. And then there's this other song. I don't know if you, it's in full Tagalog. She's not Filipino. Oh, no. It's Bini Bini. Bini Bini. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So I'm, I'm not going to sing it in Tagalog, but I remember she showed it to me. And, like, the lyrics are, like, oh, like, do you know, like, I fell in love with you and, like, I'll do anything to be with you and stuff like that. And it was very touching to me. But I don't know. I'm glad you guys brought up those Frank Ocean lyrics because definitely those are the things that were hitting me the hardest. Um, I don't know if you're looking for any more, but if you can find more, you can go ahead. I was saying something that, like, um, I feel like Frank Ocean's lyrics are always super, like, you know, he just doesn't get around mm-hmm. But I feel like a song that literally just sonically makes me sad it makes me feel a certain way taste which one white ferrari oh yeah i feel like and i feel like that is the most sad song on yeah on blonde either that or like safety Mm -hmm. but like like i i'm looking at the lyrics of white ferrari right now Uh i can't really like you know i I don't really know what he's saying i can't really relate to them too personally Mm -hmm. but the song itself just yeah, it hits. It. It's it puts you in a mood. Like mm-hmm. it's like it makes you. I just feel so like. I feel like I'm meditating. I can feel my body. I can feel the thing around me. When I listen to that song. Like it makes me feel like in such a. Raw state. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so great about music because at first, what grabs your attention is like melodically, like not even lyrically yet, like how good of a song. Like a song is right mm-hmm. you listen to it and you're like this sounds good to the ear and then you really deep down like you dive deeper into the lyrics and then there's like a whole nother layer and then you dive deeper into like the instrumentals and then it just makes mm-hmm. it that much better yeah so maybe like at some point you can relate to white ferrari mm-hmm. but because personally i haven't i'm not there yet either i just kind of like the song for what it is mm-hmm. but yeah i agree with michael on that one it's fire it's fire good job though um, we can honestly, we can probably end it here. We've been talking for 40 minutes. 40 minutes, yeah. And I have like 30 minutes prior to this, but great convo, bro. Not gonna lie. I feel like this is a good one. Um, if you guys want to shout out anything, um, before we end out or have any last things you want to say, you can go ahead and say it. Dude, I was gonna say, like, it just goes to show I could talk about this shit for hours. Yeah, like, I feel definitely. like we talk, we've been talking about this for like five minutes. Yeah, it didn't feel that long, to be honest. Yeah. Because I feel like that's the thing about, like, you know, Dylan, Dylan, I feel like that's why you brought us onto this this episode of your podcast because we have such a big passion for music. Yeah. Time, like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like we've talked about this. Mm. I mean, we've been, we've been talking about having you guys on, talking about Frank Ocean for for a a minute. So I just, I felt like it was proper for, like, the Heartbreak episode because, like, I think so many people will relate to, like, listen to Frank Ocean and like going through those stages oh, because my friend I talked about it earlier but my friend May is also another big Frank Ocean lover and she's the one that suggested to me that like to listen to Blonde like fresh out like fresh in a heartbreak because like 
that was the best like times experience and she was right like it was a it was a good time and i just that's all i did for a really, really long time you know and i feel like a good finishing thought then off of that mm. your friend suggested you listen to blonde if you're if you're listening to this podcast and you have not listened to blonde like i'm Get not the fuck <laughs> i think you should like all the way through like i've definitely i mean if you're like me like i definitely heard songs from the album but I think it is a really good experience going through the entire album, song through song. I think it's a, a really dope experience. I think it's a beautiful experience. Yeah. I think it's one of the, like, when you were talking about, it's such a generational, like, classic album mm-hmm. that anyone of all ages could relate to. Something can, you know, someone can appreciate anything about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Blonde is just amazing. It's my favorite, it's personally my favorite album of all time. So Not Igor? See, oh, that's a Igor versus channel. Igor versus channel orange. Bro, stop, dude. People were flaming me that I put blonde number one on one of my album rankings. Really? Yes. What were the other? The comments section. Well, because it's like it's like what was Pimp a Butterfly. Pimp a Butterfly. Oh yeah, and that yeah, good campus. But some people were like, "What about Saturation by Brockhampton?" Nah. Nah. What about Man on the Moon by Cudi? What about um? I mean, they're all really good fucking albums. Before all, before it's all said and done by Giveon. Alright, we gonna have to wrap it up. We gonna wrap it up, but anyways, yeah, dude, what say. about uh, Meet the Woo One, Meet the Woo Two, and bro? <laughs> Don't talk about that album. <laughs> I think everyone should listen to Blonde and and Meet the Woo One. Yeah, and Meet the Woo Two. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. those are classic albums. Sure, but I think everybody should listen to Blonde and um, really just like take it in. You know, like I feel like music. You know, I feel like people are always like, oh. When I listen to music, I gotta sit down and listen what to What fucking album. voice is this? <laughs> what character, know, what like character are, talks like whenever that? People, whenever people are like, oh, like, it takes a while for me to listen to new music. Nah, I think, yeah. Some people are like that. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I don't know, Blonde's a good album. It's only an hour long, too. Yeah, I think you could definitely sit down and listen to her. Maybe, like, do a small activity, listen to it. Nah, I think Undivided. Just really? Undivided? I'm trying to think, did I... I did it undivided yeah, a couple undivided. Yeah, when I was listening headphones to it. On and headphones, yeah. yes, headphones on, yeah. bro. And listen to it, actually, yeah, listen to it at night. I would say listen to it at night. Yeah. Right now when you're listening to this, because you're probably listening to this right before you go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they do That's that? sleep time for one hour. Oh, yeah? For the, okay. Anyways. Yeah. Dylan, you have any uh, closing remarks? Thank you, AJ, for having us. No uh, problem. Insert round of applause. Yay! Um, but yeah, listen to Blonde, take Michael and AJ's advice. Uh, so many layers to it. And me- maybe if you're listening to this, get back to AJ about how you feel about it. And then maybe you can tell Oh, him. yeah, yeah. Maybe tell him about your experiences listening to it the first yeah. go around and the second go around or your favorite tracks on it. We're interested to hear what you have to say about it. Going off of that, if you do end up listening to it, uh, this I'm going to tag myself now. Okay. My Instagram and my TikTok are... Okay, at M K L G O N Z Nickel Gons. I'm gonna say that again. M K L G O N Z. If you do listen to Blonde or like if you've already listened to it, let me know your favorite tracks and let me know why. Because I, I always love talking about it. I he loves talking it about it. Stuff. Yeah. Dylan, you wanna plug yourself? No. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not giving myself. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Okay, well, that'll be us wrapping it up then. Uh, remember, you're if you're listening to this on Spotify at Late Night Thoughty Thoughts at L A T E N I G H T T H O U G T 
Y T H O U G T H S and follow on Instagram at Thoughty Thought at T H O U G H T Y T H O U G H T. Um, and we're selling stickers for a dollar fifty. Please buy one. Oh, I have one. I have so many of them. Please buy one. But yeah, let us know how you like Blonde um, as an album. Um, and that'll be it. Thank you so much for listening. And then um, series finale um, after this one. But yeah, this was a love letter to Heartbreak. And that'll be it. Bye-bye.